Today, I'm joined by Maddie Stout, former Vice President of Podcast Programming at iHeartRadio. Just recently, he took his passion for podcasting full-time, devoting his full efforts to his company, Jam Street Media, a podcast production company for brands. Maddie is not new to the world of audio. At age 16, he started in broadcast at his hometown radio station, then off to CBS Radio to produce the G. Gordon Liddy Show in D.C., the Sports Guys at WNEW New York City, and Alice Radio and Live 105 as the AM executive producer in San Francisco. In 2007, he left traditional radio and became Stitcher's first director of content. I am really glad that he's joining me today. Maddie has a wealth of knowledge on what a podcast can look like for a brand, why a podcast is relevant to a brand, and how a brand can go about finding their podcast story. Not to mention he helped start Stitcher. I feel that that gives him more than a little bit of an authority on this. And while we're on the subject of Stitcher, if you're interested in a one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium, head on over to stitcher.com backslash premium and use promo code sound in marketing. It's a great platform and free is free. So sit back and enjoy. Yet again, too much good stuff for one episode. So here is part one of my interview with Maddie Stout on the Sound and Marketing Podcast. My name is Gina Isham, and I'm head of audio at Dreamer Productions and Stageham Entertainment. This morning, I have the pleasure of talking with Maddie Stout from Jam Street Media, and I'll give him just a second to kind of introduce himself and his company and what his company does. Well, um, I'm a I'm an audio kid. I, I started in radio when I was 16 and um, worked my way through radio up a up up through the ranks of a small market DJ uh, to the point where I was producing mornings at WNEW in New York City, and then a morning show um, which was all talk uh, based stuff in San Francisco as well at Alice Radio. And I left that job 12 years ago, much to the chagrin of everyone I worked around, to help start this new company called Stitcher in this new world of podcasting, which to be honest with you, I didn't really have a lot of uh, knowledge about. I mean, nobody did 12 years ago. I I just knew it was talk radio. It was on demand. And I thought that that was the direction that a lot of the content I like to do was going. Um, And then the last 12 years have just, uh, you know, worked in podcasting on, on several different projects and as a consultant and as a professor and um, spent the last couple years with iHeartRadio launching the podcast division for the for the radio side and uh, a couple uh, a few months ago I, I met a, uh, a a partner named Jessica Navarro who is working for uh, Mark Wahlberg's uh, she was the head of production for Mark Wahlberg's company uh, Unrealistic Ideas and we kind of poached each other to start uh, a company that focuses on doing podcasts for brands. It's something I've been doing as a side hustle for about three years. And uh, so we mainly focus on creating podcasts for brands and, and also, uh, you know, consulting for companies that are getting into the podcasting space uh, and uh, need some direction. Thank you. Yeah, I, I think one thing that you said earlier about how like nobody really had experience in this podcasting world, I, I think that that's a very true statement. It's something that's kind of been around for forever. Uh, if you look at it in a different angle, you know, like radio and just even going back to like talk radio way back when. I mean, this is something that has been evolving since when did when did they start having radios like in the living room where everybody would like gather around and listen to their favorite radio show? So it's kind of uh, interesting to see the evolution of this where nobody really had the experience with podcasts, but a form of it has been around for so many years. It's kind of ridiculous. Even me, for example, like I have 
I have 15, 20 years in the music industry and I never even considered podcasting, but it's everything I know. It's just bizarre. Yeah. And I, and I think that, you know, when I talk to people about creating podcasts for brands and branded podcasts, you know, I point back to the 1930s that all radio was branded podcasting or branded uh, audio then. Um, you know, when you had a variety show, it was the, you know, uh, Virginia Slim's Variety Hour. And the, the whole show was building in sponsor breaks uh, as part of the content. Um, so, you know, this kind of thing has been around. It's just how the delivery system has changed. Uh, and the accessibility to everyday Joes to get into the business as well. Absolutely. Uh, I was talking to Patrick Givens uh, last episode, and we were talking about how uh, it's just kind of changed where we're on the go now. So instead of a community event, it's an individual solitary event. So you're listening to it in your car when if you live in LA, you've got your two hour commute to your job or something. Or, you know, some soccer mom is listening to it as they're waiting for their kid to be done with whatever they're doing. Um, So it's very individualistic now rather than a community event, which is interesting. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that's, you know, when I talk to people about why podcasting is so um, successful and why it's so uh, it's such a good tool for brands, it's it's because it is so one on one. And it, 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 there's an intimacy involved uh, that doesn't exist with radio. I, I, had a, I had a program director a long time ago. Um, I think I was getting a little too big for my britches. And uh, he looked at me and said, you know, you're just a toaster, right? And I, I said, what do you mean? He goes, well, you're the toaster. You're, you're very important to people in the morning, but you're also something that sits in the background uh, most of the day. So don't ever forget that, you know, you've got your time when you're really important to them and you have to be really good at your job then. But, but don't forget that, you know, at the same time, you're also something that's on in the background a lot and that people aren't focusing 100% of their attention on. So don't expect if they miss something that they're going to know what they missed. Um, and it's something that's the opposite of podcasting where we're, we're in your ear, you're putting on headphones specifically to listen to the content and it's not on in the background. That's a really cool analogy. I like that a lot. That's absolutely true. I didn't want to hear it at the time. At the time, I was like, <laughs> shut up. You don't know anything. Of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I mean, it was your livelihood. Of course not. How would you typically pitch your services to a client? Do they do they generally come to you or do you have to convince them into this being a good idea? Well, it, it just depends. I mean, in the past, I've had clients come to me. Um, but, it, uh, you know, with the new company and as we go after bigger clients, you know, we, we're, we're pitching to them. I mean, it's basically, here's the thing. If you've got a story to tell and you want to reach people, um, you know, there's, there's nothing better than podcasting. It's, it's, it's cheaper than video. It's, it's more, it's, it, it, the shelf life is better um, on a podcast than it is with, with something you would do with video. And, you know, it, and it's not for everybody though. You know, I would, I, I mean, I definitely have told, talked to clients and said, you know what, this is not the right move for you. You know, you're, you're trying to sell something and, and this is probably not the, the investment you need to make as far as creating a podcast. So, um, you know, there's, there's a, there is a lot of convincing that goes on uh, as far as, you know, you know, as much as I feel like people know about the medium, it's still, you know, we're still at that 27% um, penetration rate of people being active listeners. So uh, there's a lot of people who still need to be educated on exactly what podcasts are and why they work. That's interesting. I actually have a, uh, according to 2018 Edison research, it was 32% 
have listened to a podcast within the past month. So, uh, yeah, so the 27%, it's just interesting. There's lots of different statistics here and there. And it's changing constantly because that was 2018. 2019 has just been blowing up. So, uh, yeah, and we're, we're looking at people who are actually listening, not just once a month, but like who are listening to five to six, you know, podcasts in a month. And, you know, to be realistic, you know, I, I don't ever like to give out numbers of, of people who have heard of a podcast because, uh, that doesn't tell you much, you know, you really want to dig in on like, you know, who's actually listening and, you know, and, and I think that that metrics presentation is also a big part of, of the pitch to a company is, you know, the amount of, of metrics that we can show as far as listening time and, um, you know, where they're listening and, and, you know, the kind of person who's listening based on the device that they're using. I mean, it's a lot of things that, that traditional media cannot give you. Um, they'll give you averages uh, where we can be very specific with podcasting. I think that's pretty uh, exciting to a lot of brands. Yeah. And also for targeting, it's ridiculous. You're, you're, you're wasting less and less of your marketing ad spend because you've got all of these crazy analytics, um, you know, just like the streaming music sites, Pandora, I'm sure iHeart is this way too, but Spotify and Pandora, and they have like so many analytics to like explain what, you know, device they're using, where are they, what are they doing? What are they interested in? And so like advertising through a podcast, you're getting like so laser specific with your audience. I, I can't imagine that being a bad idea to use your advertising money in a podcast. Yeah. The, you know, the, the problem is that most advertisers are still old school and they're looking at numbers and not what the numbers mean. So, you know, for instance, a radio station can come to you and say, Hey, you know, we have 2 million listeners every week. Really? Um, that's based off of a sample size of 4,000 people in a market of 7 million. So I'm, I always, I always put a little like, Oh, okay. You know, maybe, but with the podcast, the numbers are going to be a lot smaller, but again, it's, it's the kind of listener you're getting. And that's what we sell is that, you know, these are the kind of people who a spend money, have uh, disposable income and are passionate about brands. I mean, the fact that, um, uh, 64% of, of, podcast listeners follow a brand on social media. That's huge. That means these are people who actually care about the brands that they care about. And that's a sell for a potential uh, client. Um, also, there's a lot of inactive podcasts out there, you know, like just like in YouTube, in the YouTube universe, when um, everybody was like, oh, I need to start a YouTube channel. I feel like that kind of happened with podcasts as well. Um, I was even doing research to find out what other podcasts were specifically focused on what I was doing. And I found several, but they hadn't posted in like two years or something like that. And so I wonder if uh, just the fact that there's so many dormant podcasts out there that um, if you found your niche, if you found your your opportunity to get into that, would this be the time to do it when there's actually not that many like podcasts that are being regular that have a large audience? What what are you what is your take on where it is right now? I think that we're at the same place in podcasting as we were with dot coms and apps uh, at in two thousand one and and you know in two thousand seven, um, where it's it's a buzzword. Everybody's you know thinking they're they're going to make money and they're getting into it and launching a bunch of stuff. Um, you know, my thing is if you want to do this and you want to do it to make money. Um, maybe don't, um, unless you really have, uh, you're willing to put in a lot of work and effort and, and stick with it because, you know, as much money is being put into podcasting right now, 
Uh, I don't think a lot of people understand the economics of actually making money on a podcast. It's hard. You have to have a lot of downloads. You have to find goods. You know, uh, you know, you have to have a sales system. Um, it's not easy. Um, and I think that's what most people, that's why you see so much what we call pod fade, which is when people start podcasts and they're like, oh my God, this is a job. Um, I always relate it to, you know, I worked in radio a lot with folks who were coming from the NFL and Major League Baseball and they decided, hey, I'm going to come do a morning show when I retire. And they do it for a few months and then they realize, holy S, I have to do this every morning. I have to get up at 6 a.m. every morning. This is, it gets, and then they realize it's a job and then they don't want to do it anymore. Um, so I think that, you know, it'll shake out. The people who are serious will stick with it. Um, as the, and it, as the industry grows, they'll be rewarded. I mean, the folks who are being rewarded now are folks who've been at it for a while or have a large following already. You know, if you're a celebrity and you've got a million, uh, Twitter followers and you start a podcast, you got a good shot of making it. But if you're, if you're Joe Schmo and you have, 400 people that follow you on Twitter and you start a podcast and you think you're going to make a lot of money doing it, uh, you need to evaluate how you're going to market it and, 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 and what you're going to do to build an audience. I absolutely agree. It has to be something that, you know, you can't, you can't anticipate the dollar amount for it. It has to, for one, it has to have value to you. You have to feel like, and this is my opinion, but you have to feel like you're actually putting a message out there that you want to put out there and a, a message that you're willing to commit to. I've, I've told clients before too, like before you decide to start a podcast, be sure that you're going to mentally or mentally prepare for at least six months of this and have like 10 episodes drawn out just to just, you know, like scratched out or something like that before we even start. Because, the, you know, that's that's a lot of a lot of like up upstart that you have to you have to get going and then it just fades away. That's that's a waste of time, in my opinion. No, I, I insist that, you know, well, when we work with clients, we lay out a full season uh, on paper before we even begin to gather audio. And then, you know, what is the storyline and the arc you know, for the podcast and, and, and then also do at least three or four um, before we think about launching, you know, because, uh, you know, I tell a, a lot of folks too, if you're new to this, you're not going to be very good at it right away. Nobody's good at this right away. You have, it's like any other craft, you have to spend time and do it. And the third one you do will probably be better than the first one. So that might be the one you launch with and not the one you did first. That's a very good point. Yeah, no, you're right. Uh, I've been, trial and airing this since I began too. So I've definitely kind of come up with a format that I didn't start with uh, when I when I first began this and everything. So yeah, it's definitely a, a trial and error kind of situation. I also saw on your website, and I really appreciated this, and I understand where you're coming from, but I'd like you to explain it. You uh, focus on three E's, empathy, education, and entertainment. Can you explain why these are so important for a brand or company to focus on? Yeah. You know, when I talk about podcasting and I talent coach, you know, it always comes down to these three things. You know, and the first one is empathy. And, and a good podcast creates an empathetic experience, which means that, um, you know, I paint a picture, you hold the brush. Uh, I, I tell a story, you build the story, you do, you put the video in your mind. And, and if we're not doing that and creating that kind of, you know, shared experience, um, there's a great meme where there's somebody eating ice cream next to a, 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 a bus board of people eating ice cream. That's a good podcast. Um, so that's something that we look for. And, you know, and that also keeps you in mind of like, am I doing this podcast for me and the person I'm doing it with? Or am I thinking about the person listening? Um, the second one is, uh, is education. Um, I, 
even if you're doing, you know, three guys telling jokes in a circle, um, there is an educational factor that goes into listening to a podcast. It's one of the reasons why uh, I teach at a university and I have these arguments with people my age all the time about young people. And they're like, oh, these kids are not interested in learning. They're this, this, and this. And I said, you know, the fact that podcasts are so big uh, it, with millennials and, and more importantly with Gen, uh, with Gen Z, that it's proof that people want, that they, they're smart. They want to learn. They're interested in the world, you know? So education is a big part of any podcast that we do. And again, at the end of the day, is it good? Is it entertaining? And, and that's something that if you're doing a podcast, uh, or starting a podcast, don't trust yourself to tell yourself that. Um, you need to have people listen and give you feedback, people who listen to podcasts, and be open to hearing that it's not good. Um, because it is, it's, it's, you don't get better if you don't think about that. Um, so, you know, that's, that's to me is the core of any good podcast are those three things. Emerging audio and sound technologies are new to us all. None of us have it figured out because it is in constant flux. This is a new age, a new empire. Now is the time to experiment, research, and dig a little deeper. Pay attention to the things that are just barely surfacing and look closer to see what hasn't surfaced yet. Be inquisitive, be curious, ask questions. The only way any of us will be able to get ahead in this is if we work together and share clues. We all bring different things to the table, so don't see your peers as threats. See them as reinforcement. I hope you enjoyed today's episode of Sound and Marketing. Don't forget to follow and subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and Stitcher. And don't forget to enter promo code Sound in Marketing for your one-month free trial of Stitcher Premium. The link and promo code will be listed in the show notes of this episode. To get a hold of Maddie, you can find him on LinkedIn and Twitter. For more information on his company, go to Jam Street Media. To get a hold of me, you can find me at Dreamer Productions. That's Dreamer, D-R-E-A-M-R, productions.com, LinkedIn, and Facebook. You can also email me at Gina, J-E-A-N-N-A, at dreamerproductions.com. All links will be provided in the show notes for this episode. Let's make this world of sound more intriguing, more unique, and more and more on brand.